Welcome back to the Stories from the Woods podcast. Welcome everyone. Just thinking that I've been growing a beard out since I've been home for the last six weeks. Then I was thinking about how a lot of us are stuck at home and kind of isolated from others. Lucky for me, I've got my family here and I have different ways to connect with others in my life. I guess what I'm trying to get to is that, you know, there used to be people that they would call hermits and they would live alone and away from people. And I'm sure there's some people that feel that way right now, although you have more ways to connect. So I took the time to write a story about a hermit, but the difference between those that are isolated now and hermits are that hermits wanted to be isolated. And maybe there are some people that are isolated now that are enjoying it quite well, but there are some people that just don't want to interact with others, or so we think. Listen to the story, and I think you'll figure out what I mean. The Hermit, the Original Introvert Henry walked from the center of a small town, Pebble Cross, heading east. He passed some buildings that held businesses like the Money Changers, Butcher, Flower Shop, and Steel Products. Then he passed some of the homes of the wealthiest citizens of this small town. Wealthy in this town is not what you might think. It just meant that they could afford a home in the center of town with a little more space than anyone else had. Just past those houses, you would find smaller homes made from pebbles and rock, along with clay, to hold it together. Continuing now out of town, Henry was faced with fields and farms as far as the eye could see. It's also important to know that Henry lived here 200 years ago. Where is he headed, or what's the point of this story, you may be asking? Patience is important in this story. People had more of that back then. Now let's get back to his journey. It was a long walk past all the fields and farms, so Henry stopped along the way to fetch a pail of water from a well behind a farmhouse. The well was made of boulders, and when he pulled up the pail, the water was so cold and refreshing. In order for you to imagine how refreshing it was, think of a time when you've been really thirsty, and you're hot, and then you're given a fresh, cold glass of water. Drink that down. Now that is how Henry felt. As he was resting and drinking his water, he could see the Gregorian Forest, named because it probably was there since the time the Gregorian calendar was created. Or maybe I just made that up, and someone named Gregorian discovered it. It doesn't really matter the name, just that that is where Henry is headed. He reaches to the edge of the forest by the time dusk arrives. Better to camp outside than inside the forest. Tomorrow, he believes he will find him, the one that the townsfolk speak of. It's become legend now, with all the stories they tell. You're not even sure if he exists. That's why Henry ventured out here. Well, he also needed to leave town for a few days, to avoid spending time with his cousin, who came to town. He was extremely rude and obnoxious. He could spend some time, but he would not be able to spend the entire time with him. As the sun rises the next morning, Henry gets up and gathers his small amount of things and enters the forest. Henry walked amongst very tall oak, birch, beech, and maple trees. There were also a share of smaller trees trying to break through the canopy above, or at least waiting for the time that the taller ones would fall. He seemed to find a path to walk on throughout the morning and early afternoon. The path began to expand into a very wide path 
that was made up of pebbles. It led to a small hut or house. The top had grasses weaved together and overlapping each other, with a mixture of logs and a pebble mixture that filled the gaps. The door was a solid wooden door with an iron handle. There was a diamond-shaped window at eye level. Henry stood there in awe of it for a bit. Other than the small size, this house could fit well with the wealthy houses in town. Before he could walk up to it, the door opened, and an average-sized man walked out with black leather boots, a black tunic, and what appeared to be a black fur coat. His face and head were covered with hair, dirty blonde hair to be exact, and the man's eyes became very large when he caught sight of Henry. His body froze as if he was a deer spotted by a human in the forest. Hello, said Henry. Are you Charles Bylung, the famous hermit of the Gregorian forest? The man was still frozen, and then, as if life fast-forwarded, he turned around and went back into his home in a flash. Now Henry was frozen, as he thought, what just happened? After he realized the man was not coming out, he walked up and knocked on the door. There was not a response. I know you are in there. I don't want to hurt you. I just want to talk to you and learn more about you. I won't stay long, Henry said through the heavy wooden door. Once again, no response from inside. Then after a minute, Henry could see two eyes look through the diamond-shaped window. They stared at each other for a few minutes. Henry smiled as he waited. Finally, the door opened, a crack at first, and eventually wide enough to see the entire man. Hello, again, said Henry. Why are you here? Why do you want to talk to me? came a voice somewhere within all the hair on his face. I've heard a lot of stories about you, but I wanted to learn about you myself and dispel any false stories, responded Henry. I have not seen another human in five years, and before that, I've only seen a few in the past ten. This is the way I like it. People are not usually good company for me, although I suppose it would be good for me to learn what is happening in Pebble Cross. So come on in, and we can chat for a bit. And the hermit welcomed Henry into his home. What seemed like a very short conversation for Henry was a very long one for Charles. He hadn't talked that long to anyone in five years. Sure, he talked to the animals here and there, but not for this long of a stretch. So he was glad when it was over. It took a lot out of him, but he did enjoy the conversation a bit. He learned about the town and some of the new things that had been happening there, which wasn't really a lot. Henry enjoyed the conversation and did not want it to end. He learned that this man lived in the woods because he enjoyed the isolation from humans, but loved being immersed in nature. He had a lack of trust with people and preferred to do things on his own, although the man did admit after their conversation that there was still value in having a connection to people, even if it was limited. Charles was proud of the house he built with his own two hands. This was his third addition. He had learned quite a few things from the other two to get to this fine house. He grew some food, but mostly gathered what was available in these woods or fields nearby. He even had a contraption that would catch rainwater. Henry asked Charles if he would like it if he would visit him every so often. Charles surprisingly agreed, but was not keen on others from the town coming out, especially Henry's cousin. 
They both shared a laugh over that one. After Henry finished his tea that Charles had made him, he said, Well, I best be starting back. Charles responded, I would invite you to stay here, Henry, but I just don't have the room for a guest. No, that's all right, said Henry. I wasn't expecting to stay, and I need to leave now, so I'm back before dark tomorrow night. They both said their goodbyes, and Henry left. On his journey back, he wondered what he might tell the townsfolk about Charles. He could dispel all their stories, such as him kidnapping townsfolk and eating them, or that the animals gathered around him as he sung songs. However, maybe those stories would keep them away, which is the way Charles wanted it. When he returned the next day, he told some of them that the hermit seemed to be at peace alone in the woods, and appeared to be a nice person. From afar, he didn't tell them that he had a good conversation with him. Henry spent a few days with his cousin, and after his cousin left, Henry thought that he might have a little Charles in him because he felt like being away from people for a while. Henry did visit Charles a few times a year. They both enjoyed the time together. Henry even stayed overnight. Once, Charles had built a small hut near his home. They became good friends. But many years in the future, Henry passed away, and there was a funeral for him. When it was time to pay their condolences, all the townsfolk passed by with Charles coming in last with his dirty blonde hair. There were a lot of murmurs amongst the visitors, wondering and speculating who it was. There was a young boy who stopped him on his way out, and he asked him who he was. Charles stopped and looked down at the boy, and in a soft-spoken voice, he replied, I am Charles. Some call me a hermit, but really, I'm just an old man who lives in a small house in the forest, and I was a friend of Henry O'Connor. He was my only friend, and I will miss him dearly. I'm going to go home now, but you may feel free to visit me any time. And Charles walked towards town, past the stores, past the wealthy homes, past the smaller homes, until he could see the fields and the farms on his way back to the Gregorian forest. This concludes The Hermit, the Original Introvert. If you enjoyed this story or any of our other stories on the podcast, please leave a review and share your experience for others to see. Or share the podcast with friends and family that you believe will enjoy this podcast. This podcast features the song A Dinner and a Rabbit by Mute Stare. Available under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial License. We hope you enjoyed this episode from the Stories from the Woods podcast. And as always, continue to listen to our next episode.